name is Thais Gibson, and I'm the creator of the Personal Development School. This is your daily breakthrough video, and in this video, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about which attachment styles tend to be the best matches with one another. So what I've done is I've gone through the top few attachment style combinations. Um, this is actually based off a question I had from from one of our members inside PDS. And they said, you know, I know that often securely attached people have the greatest chance of succeeding in a relationship together, but what about all the others? So what I'm gonna do is I want you to keep in mind a few things as I go into this content. Thing number one is that um, just if your attachment style doesn't rank high on here with the person you're with or you're dating or you're interested in, it doesn't mean that it can't work. Um, all different combinations I've seen work, really the, the major factors for whether a relationship works or lasts or not, doesn't really matter if it's your attachment style, like what your attachment style is. It matters like, do you know what those negative patterns are that could wreak havoc on a relationship? And are you doing the work to overcome those things? Are both parties willing to show up, to communicate their needs, to set their boundaries, to reprogram their fears, to ask for their needs, and then also receive them to do their work on their inner core wounds, you know, those sorts of things. And if you have those things at play, honestly, it doesn't matter what the attachment style is. That tends to be some of the dynamic. So keep that in mind. Um, also keep in mind that this isn't based on like me um, knowing, you know, based on an experiment of 10,000 people and, you know, taking all the data bit by bit. This is based on patterns that I've seen. And I have worked with a lot of people over the years, whether it's in workshops, in the school, um, in my private practice, you know, thousands and thousands of people at this point. So um, so this is based on the patterns I've seen emerge, but I haven't kept track of. These are just major patterns that I've seen that are substantial enough for me to be able to say, these would be the orders of what works sort of best to least together. Okay, now, um, I guess I'll say one more thing really quick. I'm not including combinations of the same attachment style together because as a general rule, um, unless one person's really moving to become secure, I often don't see two attachment styles of the same type make it far beyond the dating phase of a relationship together. They may date, but usually they have sort of these, these subconscious comfort zones that kind of repel one another. So for example, you know, two DAs together, you'll often see that like nobody ever makes the first move. And so they might be interested, but it's, it's difficult for two true DAs to end up in a lasting romantic relationship because nobody's vulnerable enough to put, to push the needle along or move the relationship along. Um, and, and so for example, in that dynamic, right, you might see them start out in the dating phase, but then not really progress. And that tends to happen as well with um, anxious preoccupied. It does not tend to happen with FAs because they both have an anxious and an avoidant side. So two FAs often can move um, quite far in relationships together, but we'll find that volatility dynamic pop up and play a huge role later in the end of the honeymoon phase, moving into the power struggle phase of a relationship. So I'm not gonna include um, two APs or two DAs because usually I don't see them enough to be a pattern. When that does change, if you are an AP and you are you know, dating another person who's anxious is if somebody has another really dominant attachment style. So if they have a lot of securely attached parts of them and they just have some anxious tendencies and then another anxious, that's a very different story. Okay. If somebody's, you know, dismissive avoidant and they've got a little bit of fearful avoidant, I guess that's not, <laughs> there's no AP in there, but if you have like, let's say you have a dismissive avoidant um, with a fearful avoidant side and you have a dismissive avoidant who's predominantly secure, same type of idea. Okay. So Obviously, first and foremost, we will often see two securely attached individuals in a relationship together. I was making a note of this in an earlier video 
And I was saying like a lot of us, I get a lot of questions in the school of people saying, hey, I don't usually um, feel like there's a lot of modeling for a securely attached relationship. I don't even know what it's supposed to look like to have a securely attached relationship because my parents didn't have it. And I don't know anybody in my family who had it or, you know, people around me to see. So we do have a course for that, by the way. It's it's how the securely attached person shows up in the sixth stage of a relationship. It's a blueprint and it helps you evaluate, evaluate your behaviors next to securely attached behaviors and see what you need to integrate more of. And then it gives you the tools to do so. And, and specifically at a subconscious level. So you can use reprogramming to really integrate those deep patterns. Um, so it's sort of like your blueprint and um, you can check that out. I'll put a link for the courses in the description box below um, with a coupon code for 25% off the all access membership pass in three, six or 12 month bundles. Um, so first and foremost, we'll see those two securely attached individuals often work out the best and have the greatest chances of succeeding. The next um, dynamic that I tend to see the most in relationships together that, that sometimes tend to work, um, again, a lot of these styles will end up in like problem stages big time in the power struggle phase. And that will be where a lot of relationships fail unless one person is actively doing the work. Um, and especially if both parties are actively doing the work. So the next I tend to see the most that kind of last beyond the dating phase are dismissive avoidance with fearful avoidance. And I think a big part of this is because they both have that sort of avoidance side. So they will tend to, um, you know, take space differently and it kind of meets one another's needs to a certain degree. Um, and, you know, there can be a lot of challenges in that dynamic, but it, I would say that as a pattern, those are the people that I see the next most in relationships together, followed very closely by anxious, preoccupied and fearful avoidance together. Um, so that AP and FA dynamic, and they both have that sort of anxious side to bond over. But what I do notice, which is really interesting, is even if a fearful avoidant leans anxious, they tend to emotionally shut down a lot more to somebody being anxious to them than to somebody being avoidant to them. So they tend to sort of stick more with dismissive avoidance and be slightly more pulled back by or repelled by um, anxious preoccupied when that, when that person's very anxious. And I think a big part of that is because their wounds tend to be a little bit greater around unworthiness. And so sometimes that love they can't really take or receive. And sometimes if an anxious preoccupied is loving in a way that is them coming from like their, um, what they would imagine their needs to be. Sometimes a fearful avoidant will feel like, oh, you're taking away my need for freedom, for autonomy, for control over myself, for personal empowerment. And you're, you're, even though you're loving me, you're not seeing and hearing me properly. You're loving me the way you would want to be loved, not the way I would want to be loved. So sometimes even the anxious preoccupied giving a lot of love and attention and closeness, um, it, even though that can be a nice quality to a certain degree, in certain cases, it can also repel very strongly if it's not the type of love the FA is, is seeking. So those tend to be the next most common. Um, I would also say soon after that is securely attached individuals along with anxious preoccupied. Um, securely attached individuals tend to have a great understanding of anxious preoccupied individuals. They tend to see like you're just afraid and they can really empathize with that and give the needs. Then research very much concludes that um, if an anxious preoccupied is constantly getting their needs met over time, they become much less anxious because they feel safe and reassured. And so it may feel like there's this big bucket to fill at the beginning for a securely attached person, but they understand it and they have compassion and empathy and they keep showing up. And over time, that nervousness gets reprogrammed, that that reassurance comes in and, and really helps to equilibrate some of those wounds and fears to a certain degree for the AP over time. Now, that doesn't substitute for doing the proper work because those fears will still be there. The wounds will still be there. They can go 
you know, substantially down, but they're going to show up in other ways and at different times and under stress. And it can still be like a, a make or break for relationships. Um, so that tends to be the next common, most common followed by um, two fearful avoidance in a relationship together. They do tend to, um, have, it's like fireworks when two fearful avoidance get in a relationship together, because they do tend to have a lot of like very extreme needs that can both be met. So like a lot of depth of connection, a lot of, um, you know, exploration or novelty or whatever it might be. They tend to be quite similar in the, that, but then as they progress to like end of honeymoon and going into power struggle phase, it can be an extremely challenging relationship to navigate again, unless one or both parties are really, really doing the work. Then we have the securely attached individual um, along with a dismissive avoidant individual. And this is what I see most next. And this is usually if the dismissive avoidant is just, you know, primarily dismissive avoidant, but not strongly dismissive avoidant. Okay. If they're really strongly dismissive avoidant, this usually won't really um, get a lot of traction over time as well. The, the next common, um, most common is the anxious, preoccupied and dismissive avoidant dynamic. And it's what a lot of people come to this channel for, obviously, right? Because a lot of people are in this dynamic um, or fearful avoidant in DA. But um, I would say it's not as common as people may actually think. I see a lot of those other attachment style interactions more so. And a lot of it's because they can be really magnetized to one another in the dating phase. But again, sometimes there are differences, especially if they're both very polarized, can be so different that sometimes they won't really make it. Um, to the honeymoon phase for very long because they can actually end up sort of being too, you know, having too many discrepancies quite early on um, because their rules for how they relate to others can, to one another can be so different. And so that can create some challenges all the way as early as in the dating phase, which can cause, you know, them to sort of break apart earlier on. Um, and then the last one I would say that's worth mentioning is then securely attached individuals with fearful avoidance. And the major reason this is sort of at the bottom here um, from some of these combinations that I'm listing is um, that securely attached individuals really don't like emotional volatility. They're okay with it a little bit on like, you know, certain occasions, if there's been a huge life change or grief or some things like that, but, but they tend to um, be repelled by it quite quickly. And so if they see hints of that and a dating phase early in the honeymoon phase, that can be a reason for them to sort of really pull back and, and create that space as well. So Hopefully this makes a whole lot of sense. Um, thank you for asking this question to the individual who did. I think it's a really interesting video topic. Um, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel. I would super appreciate it. And thank you all so much for being here, for being a part of this community. And I will see you in the next video.